Happy Sunday. Thanks for tuning in to the Page Turner on Anchor FM. As I told you guys earlier last week, August is Women in Translation Month, so today I want to just talk for a few minutes about one of my favorite authors who is a woman who's been translated into 35 different languages, Miss Isabel Allende. Isabel Allende is a fantastic writer. She's so creative and she has amazing abilities to weave these words into magic. Um, her stories always impress me. Um, I absolutely love her books. Um, so she is originally Chilean. She was born in Chile, grew up there. Her family were all involved in the government. Her parents were diplomats. So Isabel Allende had opportunities to travel all over the place. She grew up traveling around and learning about different cultures, um, which I think is part of what sparked her creativity. If you know anything about Chilean history, you might recognize her last name. The former president of Chile, um, Salvador Allende, was elected in 1970, and his uh, government was overthrown by the, well, technically by his opposing party, which was 100% sponsored by the American CIA. Um, and that led into the Augusto Pinochet dictatorship. So if you know anything about Chilean history, you know who Salvador Allende is. That is Isabel Allende's uncle, uh, which I think is kind of interesting. It really adds this extra personal element. If you've read any of her books that are set in Chile, you'll know that those books are a really personal work for her. So as of today, Isabel Allende has 23 books available in English. She will have a 24th coming out this fall. I believe her newest book is called In the Mists of Winter and it comes out sometime in October. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm not sure that I'll read it right away when it comes out, but I'll definitely be reading it sometime. Um, my favorite books of hers are The House of Spirits and Of Love and Shadows. Both of those books do um, take place in Chile during Augusto Pinochet's dictatorship, so maybe that's why I enjoyed them so much, because they're so personal to her. Um, but those are my favorites. You might also have heard of several of her different books. Her most famous ones are Eva Luna, Daughter of Fortune, um, Inez of My Soul, and Maya's Notebook is another one that's um, been very popular lately. A few years ago she started a YA series um, that's called City of the Beasts. Um, and she's done a lot of writing in a lot of different genres. Um, but she always gravitates towards magic realism, which is a really unique genre. If you're not familiar with it, the most prevalent characteristics of a magic realism um, novel are that most of the people are just living their everyday, day-to-day -day life. It's set in the real world. They all have real-world problems, but supernatural things are happening to these people, and 
they're not scared of these things at all. So Harry Potter is not an example of magic realism. Harry's surprised to find out that he's a wizard. Magic is this hidden thing and um, it's not something that's just an accepted part of life. So something like the House of Spirits, um, you've got characters in there who are these really mystic characters who have premonitions and all of that and they are seen as a little bit odd um, but they're just accepted and um, accepted and expected parts of life. Um, other famous authors in this genre are mostly Latin American because that's where this genre kind of took hold but it is starting to bleed through more into um, other countries literary works too. Gabriel Garcia Marquez is one of the masters of the book. Um, his book 100 Years of Solitude is my favorite magic realism novel um, and definitely worth checking out if you're looking to give it a shot. It's a little bit of a hard read but it's worth it. It's a great story. Isabella Allende has won so many awards with her work. Um, I've said before, her stories are truly magical and they'll transport you directly into the setting. The number she lists on her website is more than 60 awards in over 15 countries. Um, and I'm sure that she's only counting the major awards. So if I were to award her with the Page Turner Award for Best Woman in Translation of 2017, it's probably not going to make it onto her uh, biography or her resume. So I think we can safely say that she has won more awards than anybody cares to count. In addition, she's also been awarded 15 international doctorates. Um, a large number of those doctorates were given by countries in the U.S. She started receiving them just a year after becoming a U.S. citizen in 1993. So she's been honored all over the world in so many different countries because her work truly does find ways to connect with readers and stir up their emotions and especially with a work that's been translated that's a really hard thing for a writer to do. Um, a lot of times those different um, things that would appeal to one culture or people who speak one language doesn't translate that well, but she has done an amazing job cultivating this um, group of translators to work with her that are able to find ways to bring the magic of her writing into over 35 languages, and I think that is just incredibly impressive. Not only that, but people are taking her books and turning them into movies, into plays, there are musicals, there are operas, ballets, radio programs, all kinds of different adaptations of her work because her stories are that powerful. Not only does she have this amazing gift for storytelling, but she's just an impressive person. Um, I can tell she's a good person. She's an excellent role model for anyone. Um, she's was a winner of the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2015. She was honored by the Center for Reproductive Rights at their 2016 gala. Um, she's a part of the Board of Trustees for several different um, 
human rights organizations. She was honored as Feminist of the Year by the Feminist Majority Foundation uh, over 10 years ago. So this has really been a lifelong passion of hers to advance human rights and try to level the playing field for as many people as she can. She really does fight for the underdog and not just in her writing. And that's really an admirable quality. I think that she spends so much of her time giving back to um, her native Chile and also to other parts of the world that aren't as fortunate. She founded the Isabel Allende Foundation in 1996 um, when her daughter passed away. She does have a book where she completely talks about her relationship with her daughter and how horrible it was for her daughter to pass away unexpectedly. Her daughter died when she was 29, um, when the daughter was 29, not when Isabel Allende was 29. And um, she kind of created the Isabel Allende Foundation in her daughter's honor. So the foundation provides different grants and support to small nonprofit organizations that don't have the ability to do massive fundraising campaigns um, that Isabel Allende's status as an international human rights advocate allows her. So she's given grants to more than 100 different small nonprofits in order to help advance um, the lives of hundreds of thousands of women and girls worldwide. Um, they provide counseling for reproductive rights, economic independence, and freedom from domestic violence. Their, um, their organization is just fantastic and incredibly widespread. So if you're looking for a charity to give to that... Um, is going to make sure the money goes to a good place. The Isabel Allende Foundation is definitely um, a good option for you. I know it really sounds like I'm putting Isabel Allende up on this pedestal, but uh, I truly think she deserves to be up there. She's a fantastic writer, she's an amazing person, and she does so many great things that you don't really hear about unless you're actively seeking out more information about the things that she's doing. Um, if you haven't yet had the pleasure of reading an Isabel Allende book, it's definitely something you should do sooner rather than later. Um, the first Isabel Allende book that I read was Of Love and Shadows, and I think that was a great introduction to her work. Um, it's definitely a passion project of hers um, to write that story. It almost seems like it could have been the story of a friend of hers or someone that she knew. Um, it was just really a fantastic story, a great introduction to Isabel Allende. So I would recommend starting there. Of course, you're welcome to start anywhere you want to. You probably can't make a wrong choice, although I haven't read all of her books, so I can't say that with certainty. Um, and if you're not ready to commit yet to a full novel-length uh, tryst with Isabel Allende, definitely watch her TED Talk that she gave. Um, she's given more than one. The best one is Tales of Passion or something. The title's something like that. I will link it in here so it's easy for you to find. But it's so 
good. Even when she's speaking, you can feel the emotion and the excitement that she puts into her craft of writing. Um, and she's just truly an amazing person and someone that you need to be familiar with if you're not yet. So thanks for listening to me ramble on and on about Isabella Allende today. I hope you uh, enjoyed hearing about it and you go check her out if you don't know her yet. Tomorrow is Mystery Monday and I will be talking about It Takes One by Kate Kessler, which is one of the best mysteries I've read this year. Talk to you then.